0: Welcome to a Biblical Perspective Podcast, where God's point of view matters. I'm your host, Prophet C.T. Johnson. This podcast is designed to expand you beyond the mind's cultural and theological limitations about the Bible and what it teaches. Prepare for the challenge of becoming a critical thinker, analyzing life from God's perspective, boldly and unapologetically, I'll address the ills and issues of our day using scripture as the frame of reference. Get ready to empower your thinking and change your life. Now, let's hear what God has to say. Hello, family. Welcome to another episode of a Biblical Perspective podcast. I'm your host, Prophet C.T. Johnson, back once again to empower your thinking from God's perspective. And today I'm telling you, you need buckle your seatbelt because I'm going to challenge your thinking with today's subject. And guests. I'm going to take you into a powerful dialogue that I had with two dear friends of mine. Powerful men of God, Dr. Jacob S. Hobson and Elder Philip Williams. Between the three of us, we have over 90 years of ministerial experience. We are discussing the subject, God is not dope. Many of you, yea, all of you probably have seen the T-shirt that states God is dope. Some of you may have the T-shirt. Well, we're going to help you understand from God's perspective how that statement in the mouth of a Christian, God is dope, is disrespectful and dishonorable to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So stay tuned. Lock in because we're going to break down and it's going to take probably two to three episodes in order for us to share with you in totality this teaching. So we're going to share part one with you on today with my guest, Dr. Jacob S. Hobson and Elder Philip Williams. We're going to dialogue from the subject. God is not dope. But before we get into it. Go to my website. I have a free resource bundle that I want to sow into your life. That's right. Absolutely free. I've been offering it for several months and I'm going to continue offering it for free through the month of April. So take advantage of the free resource bundle. Go to ctjohnson.org and click on the pop up that advertises the MP3 download as well as the PDF download you will receive the notes from the teaching in PDF form. Execute your excuses. Put them to death. I've been sharing with you again for several months how we are in an era whereby God is no longer tolerating or accepting our excuses. We must comply with his will or we will die. And that's not only in the physical sense But every aspect of your life will begin to decay as we rebel and disobey what God is rolling out, what he is willing in this dispensation and or era of time. So go to ctjohnson.org and receive your free resource bundle, the PDF Download the notes in PDF form of the teaching as well as the MP3 of the teaching. Execute your excuses. Now, let's go into part one of this powerful dialogue with my guests, Dr. Jacob S. Hobson and Elder Philip Williams. And again, between the three of us, we have over 90 years of ministerial experience. These men of God are more than qualified to help us understand what dope means, not only in its definition, but etymologically, and bring us into the understanding and comprehension of how that statement, God is dope, is again disrespectful and dishonorable to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So let's go now into the dialogue with myself, Elder Philip Williams, and Dr. Jacob Hopson. Tonight's discussion has nothing to do with our personal opinions in regards to the T-shirt, as it were, or that statement. Tonight's discussion has all to do with bringing understanding to why from a scriptural, biblical even an etymological standpoint to why such a statement when referencing God is dishonorable, it is disrespectful. We have, gentlemen, the church, when I say we, I'm referring to the church as a whole, have unfortunately allowed the culture to instruct us, to teach us, to enlighten us regarding A God that they have no relationship with regarding a God that they literally have a disdain for. Well, how can I say that? Because I read my Bible. The Bible clearly says that the world hates Christ, hates God, anti God, anti Christ. That's the mindset, the consciousness of this age. This age detests God any and everything concerning him, his holiness, his righteousness. So it is an insult when we allow God's opposition to instruct us, to teach us, to educate us regarding him. And that's my concern as it pertains to the culturalization and the secularization that the church has conformed to, and even ascribed. And so tonight we're going to dig our heels into this. And let me say this, many of you may disagree with what we share with the scriptures, with the validity, with the proof. However, understand this, you disagreeing with us does not denote the fact that we're right. (laughs) Can I just say that? All right. Disagreeing with someone after they have presented facts and proof to substantiate what they're saying, most especially with scripture, you disagreeing does not null and void what they have shared and shown you as truth to be fallacy. You disagreeing does not make you right. So just chew on that. Now, I want to further preface tonight, God is not dope. The t-shirt that states, God is dope. When I posted on Friday, the flyer in regards to us going on Clubhouse to discuss this, these are the comments that I posted along with the flyer. And I want to use that comment as a preface For tonight's discussion, our representation, and then I'm going to have you gentlemen give comment to what I'm sharing right now. Our representation of Jesus Christ as God's elect is to align with scripture, not culture. We must cease conforming to the mindset, terminology, and vocabulary of this age. Where's the difference? Where's the difference? So, that's the segue into tonight's discussion. We must understand that who we are as Christians as the elect of God, which is the term that I prefer to use over Christians because God never called us Christians. We were first called Christians at Antioch, which was a derogatory term. It was said as a mockery of right. those who were in the way. God, according to scripture, calls us the elect. But however, as ambassadors and representatives of christ we must make sure that we are represent that our representation of him aligns with the scripture aligns with what he has established to portray him relay him to disclose who he is to reveal him which is the scriptures any representation outside of the scriptures of God, is errant and erroneous. Let's start with Dr. Hobson. Doctor, what say ye in regards to that statement? And then we'll move further tonight.
1: Well, we, we, we make statements and attribute it to God as if God is common enough to be confined by your statement. Uh, I think more than anything, we have to remember uh, that God is claustrophobic. He cannot be confined to your ideal of him. He cannot be defined or confined to your ideal of him that is con that is contra uh uh that is against what his word says he is. Mm-hmm. If his word does not Claim it, and there are very few things that we see uh, the Father making reference to Himself as. We see Him uh, making reference to Him as the Lion, uh, uh, not necessarily the animal, but the characteristics of that. We see right. Him representing Himself or making connection with the Eagle on um, Eagle's wings. I'll lift you up. Uh, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up on wings as Eagle. They then that There is very few things that we see in Scripture that God references or confines himself into, not necessarily the animal, but the characteristics of that thing. Uh, And it is important that we don't put on God what God does not allow for himself. We don't Mm -hmm things on him and attempt to make him find or confine him to the things that we say he is. Uh, it's far too long we've been living in the nicknames that someone else has called him uh, and the truth of the matter is it, for a lot of these things we, we say it and then we want go- God to co-sign on it not realizing that God is not co-signing on your understanding or your limited uh, pseudo-relationship and pseudo-knowledge of him. Uh, it Okay, I'll put it to you as, as as Isaiah places it in Isaiah five. Uh, I believe it's around verse number twenty. He says, "Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that that changes darkness into light, that that uh, 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 that makes the sweet thing bitter things, or uh, it, it is it is it is a bad situation where you feel like you have." The right and the might to change the definition and the, the the idea of God to fit something that makes you feel better.
0: Mm. wow wow
1: the problem and i, I I'm, I'm gonna relinquish my stand because I'm starting to get excited. the problem uh prophet, is the fact that we don't understand that God will not fall down to you. you have to bow down to him. Well, well, in definition and in righteousness. Mm -hmm. So if he doesn't say it, you could be right, but it might not be righteous.
0: Oh, 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 you know what? Okay, hold on. Now, y'all know I got my sound effects. Hold on. That was bellworthy. You said you might be right. But it's not righteous. But it may not be righteous. All right. Elder Philip what say ye what say ye what say ye (laughs) there's
2: a lot we can say right well (laughs) we we, we have some time tonight
0: it's a lot that we can say
2: and 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 to to just continue the 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 dialogue here as as i was uh sharing before we actually came on and asked actually what was shared on friday is how there's the disconnect of of the church where we should be operating in spiritual revelation, but it seems now because of culture that we we are we are just on spiritual recognition. Mm. And so what happens is we go to church, you know, every week and we can throw a couple of phrases together and, and, and we can say name it and claim it and we can say all these different things and, and and we have all these affirmations that we've learned that we've been able to recognize because we've heard it. Our entire lives from our parents and our grandparents and so on and so forth, and and we say a lot of things, and we don't actually take inventory of what we're saying. Mm-hmm. And so, because we have the the capability of spiritual recognition, we still lack the ability to get to spiritual revelation. And that's because in the middle of that, there's no spiritual comprehension. Wow! And so, you can have all the recognition that you want, but until you have the comprehension of the information, there'll never be revelation that's going to come. And what is that revelation? And why is that revelation so important? And you've heard me say this before in previous mm. broadcasts, is because when you have spiritual revelation, you begin to respond from a place of truth as opposed to a place of emotion. Mm. And so what happens is right for many of us When we're talking about culture and why people are offended and why people are upset is because they're responding from a place of emotion
0: Emotion,
2: when you're telling them the truth. But when, when you have real growth, when you have gotten and bridged the gap and there's the spiritual comprehension has now taken place. And we said that comprehension is twofolded. It's studying God's word, Mm -hmm. but once I study it, it means nothing if there's no application. application. So when I begin to study and I begin to apply that which I have studied, revelation now comes to me and now when I hear things that goes against the grain, but I recognize and understand and perceive it as true, I'm not going to respond to that truth now from a place of emotion. I'm going to now be able to respond to it and I'm going to be able to adjust my outcome and my and and my perceptions and the things that I've learned. Because here's the thing with learning growth and 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 real growth is not just your ability to learn something new. Mm -hmm. It's also your ability to unlearn what you've already learned. That is good. And so together, those two components together puts us in the position where we can have these conversations, we can share revelation and truth, and we can see the appropriate response to that message of
0: truth. You know, if you're just coming in, we need for you to share, share, share. I am with Dr. Jacob S. Hobson and Elder Philip Williams, and we are discussing and dialoguing around the subject, God is not dope. Now, some of you may not see the problem with that. Hence, the reason, the purpose as to why this discussion is being had, because so many Christians don't Understand why they should have issue with that statement. And the reason is because of the meaning of the word dope. Now, I want us to really dig into this, gentlemen, as it pertains to the significance and the importance of meaning, the importance of meaning, and how meaning gives significance to the word or words that are being articulated to describe a circumstance and or a situation. And so we need to understand that words, what is or what are words? Speech that symbolizes and communicate meaning, right? Words symbolize and communicate meaning. We're unable to communicate what we mean what we are thinking how we feel without words and so words help us to articulate and bring understanding to those that we're conversing with in regards to what it is we feel how we feel about something or what our intentions and or our meaning are is in regards to whatever it is that is being discussed now meaning one, or rather what one intends to convey. So it's important, it behooves us to make sure that we have right and proper understanding of words, especially when we are speaking of and referencing God. Because if we utilize words that don't align correctly with his character and his attributes and do not express and articulate who he is in accordance with scripture, in accordance with the script that he wrote himself to express himself, to explain himself. See, my problem is the church is going outside of the confinements that God established that assist us in understanding him. You can't understand God void of scripture. Absolutely. You can't understand God. You can't comprehend God. You can't please God. You cannot interact with God outside (laughs) or void of having right understanding of scripture. And I always allude to this to this, uh, to, to this scripture and or to this text that says uh, that we ought to rightly uh, study rather, we ought to study to show ourselves approved. A workman need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And I always say that if you can rightly divide the word, then you can wrongly divide it. Right. And so it's important for us to understand that if we are using words such as dope, that in its original and etymological meaning doesn't have anything to do with what the culture has redefined it as. And we're gonna deal with that. See, the culture, those of you who don't have a problem with dope because in, uh, rather, uh, due to this discussion that we opened up on Clubhouse, people commented that, well, dope means good. It means something that's nice. That is the redefined meaning. Right. And if something has been redefined, the part, uh, if something has been redefined, that proves, re- the redefinition of it proves that the original definition, the original intent, the original meaning has been changed. Hence, it's been redefined. Right. So we are not to utilize words to express God and or to articulate God when we don't have understanding of its original meaning.
2: Yeah, go ahead. it's good. that It's good that you, you said something right there. And I, I want to home in but as you're going on go there. Ahead, go ahead. If you think about it from this perspective as well. The fact that it had to be redefined tells you that if something was good in its original intent, it would not need to
0: be redefined. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. Or if we agreed with it. The whole purpose that we redefined it is because we didn't agree with it. So we have to take something
2: and change it in order now for it to fit something. The agenda that we're trying to push now and Mm -hmm. that that's the whole thing, because what's happening is we're confusing a movement with a distraction.
1: Oh, my goodness. Oh, Oh, my goodness. You gonna make me start tonight? Well, well. So there we have it. Now that's Bellworth. You know,
0: hold on, hold on, hold on. You can't skip over we're, my bell now. Hold, hold on, hold on. This is my bell. Show. Me hit me, ding this me. My show. Hold on, you can't <laughs> skip over my bell. Now say that again, because I, I, I had to we're, hit the bell. That was Bellworth. We, we, we are
2: we are confusing a movement with what's really a distraction. <laughs> this, we're calling it a movement. Right? The shirts are movement. We're calling it a movement. It's evangelism. We're calling it it's a evangelistic. Movement. But what we're really creating, what we have created is Man. really a
0: distraction. Man, come on here. But Let here's that,
1: Williams, the crazy thing about that is it is cultural, not truth. Because to one culture, it means one thing. Oh. But to another culture, it means a totally different thing. Then to another person, it means something completely different. Absolutely. For one culture, it means good. For another culture, it means drugs. For another culture, it means stupid.
0: Thank you, sir. For both of you all, the original meaning of the word is stupid. It's stupid. But we have redefined it to fit the new agenda that we are establishing. And the reason why there's a new agenda is because culture is endeavoring to change our consciousness as it pertains to God and the things of God. Go ahead. I mean, the reality
1: is, the reality is, uh, Prophet Johnson. I, it all of this puts me in mind of Leviticus, when Aaron's sons uh, Nadab and, and Abihu they 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 offer God a strange fire. God has required that the fire in the temple stay blazing. As a result of the oil, y'all not talking back to me. it it, it is the oil that was supplied by the power of God, but when they when they were off of their assignment, when they were out to lunch, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Now they have to restart the fire and they offer God incense from a strange fire. Strange in its etymology means unauthorized. Yeah. It is also the, 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 the word in its etymology means a profane thing. Mm. We literally look at the text in Leviticus 8, 9, and 10 and realize that you've offered God something profane and the Bible says that God kills them with the same thing they offer to him. Well. We are destroyed. Y'all not going to talk. For a lack of knowledge, you're you're dying by the exact same thing you think giving you life.
0: That's it. You're talking good. I gotta absolutely. stop but I- absolutely.
2: And one of the things, and as you as you're as you you're talking here, one of the things that came to mind is in Second Corinthians, because sixth chapter of Second Corinthians, when he's talking about the fellowship. What yeah. fellowship can light and, and darkness, darkness have? Yeah. yeah. And and what culture has done and what culture continues to do is try to pitch to the church. That light and darkness can coexist. Can, coexist,
0: can cohabit. And so yeah.
2: and so this is the issue because Prophet brought up earlier, and we were talking, you know, as he opened up here tonight, and he was saying, where's where's the line? Where's yeah. where's the difference? Where's yeah. the line of demarcation, demarcation that, yeah. that comes? Where's the standard at? Where 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 how am I going to how am I going to use the tools of darkness to pull someone into light? You <laughs> oh, oh my! Oh. You cannot use the tools of darkness. Come on, come on, sir! out of darkness.
0: Come on, it sir. doesn't it not work like that. And so what's happening is yeah. so you can't use the tools of Halloween, Hallelujah night, Harvest Fest. Sir. you can't sir. use the tools of the Easter Bunny, and the egg. Again, distractions because distractions because the root. of those two, uh, uh, what's the word? The root of those two symbolisms are demonic. Absolutely. And redefining the meaning of something does not change the original meaning. No.
1: Go ahead. So you're telling me you can't go into the the field and pick up your Christmas tree and, and fasten it to the floor as Leviticus says not to
0: do? Well, well, you know, we can take this even further because I feel help now. I feel help (laughs) because we're about to make somebody, we're about to make a community mad, but I don't care because I'm God's functionary. My concern is Jesus Christ. Here it is, the LGBT community redefined marriage, has redefined sexuality. So you have now men, who are transgender, women who are transgender, what are they doing? They are redefining their sex, their sexuality. However, the redefinition, you can call yourself whatever you wanna call yourself, trans and all of the other term and terminology now that are part of the LGBT. You cannot, as I stated, change the origin. I don't care if you have snipped it if you have tucked it if you have burned it if i draw your blood it's still gonna be it <laughs> and you were born a male
1: and You're you now have male.
0: taken estrogen pills and you now have developed breasts and you now have had the surgery as it pertains to your genitalia and they have transformed your penis into a vagina still your redefining of your sexuality does not change the origin That is, you are a male. Because if I draw your blood, if I swab your cheeks, huh? Sir. Huh? Look into my eyes, Facebook, YouTube, huh? So (laughs) redefining a meaning, words, does not change the origin. Hence, again, just because you call your... 31st, your October 31st service hallelujah night does not change the fact that you are still participating in a pagan holiday. Gentlemen. You're talking good. Gentlemen, share, share. (laughs) Share with the peoples.
2: And I'll I'll say Uh, this, you know, that goes back to what I said on Friday when I said that the church today has embraced the idea that it's more convenient to adopt the patterns and the ideas of culture than to seek the wisdom and instruction of God concerning the stance and positioning of his church mm-hmm. in this current culture climate. And so with that with that coming out, it's, it's saying that instead of us going to God, instead of us seeking God, instead of us Getting God's directive and God's instruction on how we are to handle His the, the the church, we found it more convenient because the world has already written the songs for us, and the and the world has already done everything for us. So all right. I'm going to do is take what they've done, takes this out, put that in there, and then I'm going to say now that God's going to again and and and, and Doctor, you, you you talked about this earlier about. Putting us putting God's name on things that God did not authorize his right. name to be on right. and, I, and and it, it brought me to mind and I said just for those to understand that, you know if you go out you know and and I buy you know the worst building you know the worst dilapidated building in the city and and and, and it's the worst building that that's there and I go out and I go up the street and I rent a sign and I say Bill Gates. Purchased this building. Now, and I put that banner on the side of that dilapidated building that says Bill Gates is now the owner of this building. Mm-hmm. Every person that drives by is going to expect that building to come up simply because Bill Gates' it? name is on the building. Mm-hmm. But Absolutely. when days turn into weeks and weeks turn into months and months turn into years, and they keep driving by and see that that same building is in the same condition, and Bill Gates' name is still on that building, they're going to wonder what's going on. And the reason why is because if it was really, if Bill Gates himself had put his name on that building, it would have also been attached to his resources.
0: Wow. Sir,
1: sir.
2: But because I put his name on there, it didn't attach his resources to that building. And why am I saying that? Because this is exactly what happened. We put God's name on things and then we're frustrated that nothing's happening. That's because you put his name on there and and because his name is on there and he didn't put his name on there, he doesn't attach his resources to it because he never put his name on it.
1: So we've been writing checks to an insufficient account.
0: Well, (laughs) absolutely. Sounds about right. You know, you gentlemen have said some powerful potent things um and i trust that our listeners are hearing with their inner ear versus their outer ear that they're hearing with their spiritual ear those that have the ability to hear spiritually those that have been converted and born again versus listening with your outer ear your emotions listening through your senses because regardless of how you feel about what we're discussing, the truth yet remains the truth. And that is, the issue is we are adopting and ascribing to the world's terminology and vocabulary to express God. The issue with that is God has constructed and developed his own terminology, his own vocabulary, his own language to articulate who he is, as well as developed his own dialect, as it were, for those who are of the nation of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. When an elect of God talks and speaks, there should be a difference in sound because of the new creation spirit that is on the inside. Leviticus 10 and 10, and I just cussed because I just said an Old Testament book that many don't even know exists. Leviticus 10 and 10 says, and this is to your point and even Dr. Hobson's point in regards to, and mine as well, in regards to where's the difference. See, here's, here's, here's the thing. The church has fallen in love with being accepted. Absolutely. And they aren't able to, deal with and or process rejection see Jesus was a master at processing rejection to the point where he did not care in regards to the opinions and the perceptions of himself by others right. he was very clear he said I made up myself of no reputation in other words I'm not doing what I'm doing I'm not occupying this seat and or this office to bring recognition and/or acknowledgement to myself, I'm occupying this seat. I'm occupying this office to bring recognition and attention to Christ. It's uh, to God rather. Christ saying that He made of Himself no reputation. In other words, He was saying that I'm not here. I'm not on earth. I'm not operating in this function. I'm not fulfilling my purpose for the sake of bringing attention to me. It's for the sake of bringing attention to the Father. And he, everywhere he went, he was clear in who he represented. And he was clear in what he was not representing and what he was not a part of. He made a distinction. See, but the church, we have fallen in love with acceptance, notoriety, having our name called. And so we have not fortified our spirit, we have not developed thick skin to the point. Where we are willing to endure the ridicule that Christ endured for the sake of fulfilling the will and the purpose of the Father. In Leviticus 10 and 10, and that ye may put difference between holy and unholy, and between unclean and clean. Well, the language and the vernacular of the world is not equivalent. To kingdom language, because the world's vernacular is unholy, cussing, slang terminology, women calling each other out of their name, men, it, you know, even even black people, uh, among other black people, using the term "nigger. It's okay for a black person to say nigger to somebody, but if a white person says it, who is uh, who, 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 who has been accepted by our culture, Mm -hmm. if Eminem, who has been accepted by the black culture, if he says it, then we go up in uproar. Well, we who are the elect of God, regardless of our ethnicity, there there should be a difference in what we say, how we say, how we carry ourselves. I wanna say this and I'm gonna turn it back over to either of you for comment as we go further. So again, we're honing in on the meaning on the meaning of the word this is why we have issue and this is why you should have issue with the statement god is dope because he's not well prophet they mean god is cool well here's my problem with that because when we say god is cool matter of fact i want to read verbatim what i said in response to someone that commented on friday regarding this discussion that we had in clubhouse I want to read for you verbatim what I said in regards to the redefining of dope to mean God is cool all right and this is what I said to them from an urban ethnic perspective dope means that which is cool but there are two significant issues when referencing God one saying God is cool places him on the level of commonality and familiarity. Dr. Hobson, you spoke to that earlier when we began. It desensitizes the hearers, and you talked about the desensitization that has occurred in the church on Friday. But I went on to say it desensitizes hearers to his holiness and sovereignty. Second, cool or dope being redefined to mean cool or good it implies that god is laid back and understands our indiscretions and secular choices we have the church has done a horrible job in pushing the body of christ to be cerebral to be academic to study we quote with the Prophet said, study to show thyself approved. But we have not mastered that. We study secularism, meaning we study sports and entertainment. How many of our children can call out the top 10 players in the NBA, top 10 players in the NFL? How many of our children can run down uh, uh, the top 10 billboards, uh, those songs, those artists that are on the top 10? We encourage them to study everything except what is eternal and what will benefit not only their eternal state, but their earthly state as well. So we have to make sure that we are not convoluting our understanding and consciousness of God with filth. Gentlemen, either of y'all can chime in.
1: the, 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 The question then becomes prophet, is have we been so spiritually impotent that we've been looking for artificial inseminations to fill the voids that our theology does not fill?
0: I just passed out. Have I, we been looking
1: for artificial insemination from everything that looks like it's powerful enough on to look like it's looking like God? And so what happens now is you become so busy trying to go viral that you forgot to be influential. Mm. You have no power and no authority behind your words, which means we've made the name of Jesus of none effect because everybody that's been using it also attributes him to that secularism that we keep allowing everybody to put on his name. And nobody will stand against the wiles of the devil. Come on, sir. We will go with the wiles because it makes the people like us. And the Bible says you have to be careful if everybody speaks good of you. Am I I still in the book? Uh,
0: Well, as far as I know, but you do know they are changing translations. They are redacting verses out of books. Of the Bible, I, so no. Did you just know, it's so still in my Bible? It's still in mine. I'm, I'm so glad I can go back to
1: uh, the original Hebrew and oh. I can go back to the original Greek. There has to be something that speaks to the fact that you are no longer allowing oh, people. God. You won't. You won't allow people to call your mama out her name, but you'll let them do whatever they want to to your God,
0: Hobson. Thompson you hit the nail on the head and that's exactly what we're doing when we say God is dope We're calling him out of his name. We are we are lowering him We are placing him on the level again of commonality and familiarity. Dope means what it means Stupid it means uh, you know what Did, did I did I read it etymologically? I didn't think I did. I don't think I did Let me give it real quick. So dope Extension to narcotic drug is by 1889. Now, listen, viewers, hit that share button. Come on, y'all give us some hearts. I know this is rubbing you the wrong way, but this is truth, And truth confronts. All right. Truth confronts your fallacy. It confronts your false ideology. Understand uh, that dope means foolish, stupid person. You can redefine it all you want, but redefining it does not change the original meaning. It does not mean cool. It does not mean excellent. It does not mean what the culture and the church is endeavoring to assist them in redefining it as. When you say God is dope, you're saying that God is foolish and God is stupid. No, you may be, but not God. Well, dear hearts, I trust that you now understand why God is not dope. It is my sincere prayer that you are receiving not only understanding, but comprehension as it pertains to this subject. We're not giving you opinion. We're not giving you our perspective and or our personal thoughts on it. We're not haters of the T-shirt simply because we don't like it. Listen, that statement, as we have laid out so far, God is dope, is disrespectful and dishonorable. To the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Why? Because of the original meaning of the word. You cannot change the origin of that which exists. You can redefine the meaning, but you can not change the origin. The original initial intent and or definition of the word word when it was developed, established, and or created. So I trust that your thinking is being challenged to change, to align with the mind of Christ. I'm interested in hearing how you are being blessed, how you are being impacted by today's teaching. Or I'm also interested in hearing your disagreements with it. We can yet have dialogue and discussion even when we disagree. But I am definitely interested in hearing what your thoughts are as we continue to unpack this powerful subject with my guest, Dr. Jacob Hobson and Elder Philip Williams. So if you desire to share your thoughts with me, and I hope that you will email me at ctjohnson. Rather admin, let me give you the first portion of the email address. Email me at admin, A-D-M-I-N at ctjohnson.org, admin at ctjohnson.org. And also I invite you to connect with me on social media, Let's discuss there. Let's connect there. And you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at C. Terrell Johnson. Terrell is spelled T E R R I L L. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at C. Terrell Johnson. I want to connect with you via social media. And of course, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast as well as rate the podcast. All right. Subscribing ensures that you receive, that you will receive notification when new episodes are released wherever you listen to podcasts. So again, subscribe and rate the podcast as well as consider becoming a monthly partner or sponsor, enabling me to continue empowering lives all around the world. A biblical perspective podcast so far is heard in over 40 Three nations and we have the last I check over 10,000, probably over 11,000 now downloads. And so consider, preferably consider sowing either a one time gift or becoming a monthly partner. And you can do that by going to the website, ctjohnson.org slash partnership. And so your best seed today. All right. I love you. Can't wait until we have opportunity to meet again, to move to the next sphere, the next dimension of this teaching. God is not dope. I'm not out of word, just out of time. We'll be back next time to go deeper. Until then, this is Prophet C.T. Johnson. I love you. Be empowered. Thanks for listening to a Biblical Perspective podcast. If today's episode empowered you, subscribe and rate the podcast at cpnshows.com, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen. For more information about C.T. Johnson Ministries International, visit the website at ctjohnson.org or text CTJM to 54244 to stay in the know. And connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at C. Terrell Johnson on Facebook and YouTube at C.T. Johnson Ministries. Tune in next time as I continue to empower your thinking from God's perspective.